Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo. Hey, Ringo. This week, we're going to take on 2020s, 2023's 65, which is on Netflix and rated PG-13. Before we get into it, though, Ringo, this movie really made me think. Is Adam Driver a good actor? What do you think? Hmm. I think that I really liked Adam Driver as the Sith wannabe that he was in Star Wars. I think that he threw through temper tantrums really well and that he played dark and brooding. I've liked him in a lot of the movies that he's been in, but I don't know about his acting in this movie. See, I think he did a good job in this movie. And I also really liked him in The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Yeah, I liked him as Kylo Ren, and I've heard that House of Gucci is actually really good. I just haven't watched it yet. It is on our list, so at some point, maybe. We could probably do, you know, honestly, we could probably, I was joking earlier that we could do a whole Liam Neeson quarter. We might be able to do a whole quarter of of Adam (laughs) Driver. Yeah, I mean, the, the more stuff that he's in, the more I like him. Yeah, and so that makes me think, I think he actually is a good actor. Yeah. And it's... I'm not going to say that it's rare to see people outside of the Star Wars universe or actors in the Star Wars universe do well outside of it. We didn't see it very much with the original cast because they were so famous and Mm -hmm. well-known. But even then, the movies that they were in, they were bit roles, etc. Harrison Ford, the obvious example. But is this 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 Star Wars Harrison Ford? Is this the sequel trilogy's Harrison Ford breakout star? (laughs) Maybe. The other one that that got out from underneath Luke Skywalker. I can't remember what his name is right now. Uh, Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill played a lot of stuff, specifically the Joker. He's known for playing the Joker. Oh, voice actor, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit different. It's not quite the same. It's not, I'm not going to say it's not acting, but it's it's not the, quite the same thing as being a, a movie star. There's very few voice acting stars prior to, I guess, 2018. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everybody knew who Matt Mercer was. And then I heard about Critical Role, and I was like, oh my god, a lot of people like this show. Yeah. Man, like, I like Critical Role enough, but the the amount of, like, four-hour episodes that exist that people, like, fanatically devour live, I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, y'all. I watched one of their old live streams. Instead of watching on YouTube, I watched actual VOD, and the chat was going bananas, like, the whole time. And I I was surprised. I don't know why I was surprised, but holy shit. They they are a ravenous crew. Dude, Mark Hamill is in Invincible, and I need to go ahead and watch the second season of that. God damn. Invincible? Yeah, the uh, Amazon the Amazon Prime TV show. Apparently, Adam Driver used to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners after school. Really? After high school. He oh, also shit. said he co-founded a fight club. And <laughs> jo- I didn't know this. He was a Marine. He joined the Marines uh, shortly after 9-11. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, he that was one of the driving factors for me watching him in the Star Wars movies because at the time I was still in the army when the first new Star Wars movie came out. 
was like, cool. One of the Jarheads is actually out there doing something really big and, and grand. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, and I guess he's married his longtime partner. and He seems like actually a cool dude. I don't know. May, do I actually like Adam Driver now? And I was. I think he's a fine actor, but I mean, maybe he's actually cool. <laughs> see, if, see if we can go ahead and get him on our, our very small podcast here. I just write him a tweet. I just be like, or I guess I'd X him. <laughs> I'd I'd send him an X, and be like, "Hey man, I just really like your movies." I don't, I'm not a Starstruck person, so the idea of having a celebrity guest actually gives me some anxiety, just in the sense that I don't. I guess I could write some decent interview questions, but I don't. I don't think I'd have a ton to say outside of the interview. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I'd probably talk to him like a normal person i don't know it might just be that i i'm not i've never been in the position to talk to someone who's actually done a movie and everyone's like ah that guy i i, I don't know how i'd react in that so, that way but i think that i would be like oh hey it's cool you were kylo ren and you played in my new favorite movie the man who killed don quixote and <laughs> 65 i almost called it 45 again i'm thinking about it to make sure that i don't yeah, how often uh, did you ch- challenge your family to a duel after you watched that? <laughs> did you explain to any of your visitors that you were the last chivalrous knight? <laughs> out no, of, you should have done that while you were grilling. Just whipped around <laughs> with tongs. I'm the last chivalrous knight. <laughs> Goals for the for the next cookout. Always another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot he was in the last duel. Okay, I can stop looking at Adam Driver's <laughs> filmography now. And we should probably talk about this movie, huh? Yeah, we can go ahead and do that. Yeah, all right. It's so 2023-65 is available on Netflix. It was out in theaters earlier this year. If you were one of the people who caught it, you are among the few, apparently. It's rated PG-13. An astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet, only to discover he's not alone. Starring Adam Driver as Ma- Mills, Ariana Greenblatt as Koa, and Chloe Coleman as Naveen. That's it. That's all the actors that... There's two other credited on the IMDb page, but there's such a small part in the movie that I didn't keep them in. The film begins with Pilot Mills on a two-year space expedition to earn money to treat his daughter's illness. However, his ship is hit by an asteroid and crash lands on an uncharted planet. Mills finds that he is the only survivor, except for a young girl named Koa. The two of them must work together to survive on this dangerous planet, which is inhabited by dinosaurs. As they journey across the planet, Mills and Koa learn to trust each other and form a bond. They also learn more about the planet's history and the reason why it is so dangerous. In the end, they are able to escape the planet and return to their own world. I'd say that's a little lackluster synopsis, but it does cover most of what happens in the movie. They don't really learn more about the planet's history. They kind of explore Mills' history, I guess. I was about to say each other's, but... We don't learn much about Koa's family. I actually really like this movie. I thought it was a pretty fun time. And my wife watched it with me. And about five minutes in, as soon as he discovered Koa, I turned to her and I said, I swear to God, if we find out that these are the first two people on Earth, I'm going to be furious. I'm going <laughs> to this is going to be one of my least favorite movies of all time. And thank fuck they didn't do that. I was genuinely worried that this was going to be an Adam and Eve thing with Adam Driver and this like nine-year-old girl. He waits until she can bear children and then they form their own family on Earth. I thought it was going to be awful. And honestly, I liked it even more 
once we got to the end and that wasn't what happened, I already enjoyed my trip through this movie, but but when we got there, it was like a modifier of how much I liked the movie. I was like, oh shit, and the ending doesn't suck ass? That's so rare. <laughs> so I follow Swell Entertainment and she did a review of 65 and I ended up watching that long before I even watched the movie. So I kind of, I want to, tainted isn't exactly a word, but it definitely put a spin on my taste for this movie because I was like, she's got some good points. One of, one of the things I'm going to bring up is Adam Driver gets impaled in the side and he sprays it down with something and then later on it's infected, but the infection is only shown once and it only affects him for that minute and then it's no longer ever part of the part of the movie. It doesn't do anything to him. It doesn't affect him or anything like that. And it was kind of something that she harped on and i i think that i i stuck on it because she harped on it and how you know don't show us something that has nothing to do with the movie and doesn't do anything to the movie doesn't do anything to the characters and kind of trying to sit back and not let someone else's take on it kind of my judgment you know i look at it and i go it's i think it was an interesting movie and yeah if it had ended with Adam Driver and the nine-year-old are Adam and Eve. I would have been like, this movie's fucking garbage. Don't watch this. But it ends in a way where I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's, you know, it's, it's fair enough. It, it can go ahead and probably go on my list of recommendations to, you know, if you want to go ahead and watch something that's not Jurassic Park, but deals with dinosaurs. Yeah, this is, you, you get a little bit of dinosaurs, not a lot, but you, you get some. Yeah, I think they used just the right amount of dinosaurs because I was a little bit worried that it was going to be a nonstop Adam Driver's gunning down raptors fest. Mm -hmm. That's what the preview made me think of. And the preview that they use on Netflix isn't necessarily the theatrical trailer, but when you hover over the the movie and it starts playing its little sample, they picked a terrible sample because it's just the shot of Adam driver in the woods, hearing something and spinning around with his gun. There's no dialogue, which isn't uncommon for this movie. This movie doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Fantastic. Goes in the category of adding to Adam driver's ability as an actor. Yeah. But it's just a weird, I don't know how Netflix picks it. I don't know if this is like a most rewound scene or something, but they do this with a lot of movies. I've noticed as I was going through and building out our list of movies to review, there's a lot of movies where they pick incredibly odd scenes to highlight. And as a fun aside, anybody listening out there, go find your favorite movie on Netflix. Just whatever movie it is. I, I don't particularly care which one. And hover over it and see what scene and what music they play when they're they're showing it because i guarantee you, you're going to be like what why did they pick that one <laughs> it'll be a comedy movie but they'll pick a minute of setup dialogue and you're just like not even a joke in there you just no i'm ace ventura and i am a pet detective and it's just like this is this is what you chose there's so many things that are funny in that movie but anyway I feel like this movie did a good job of showing that adam driver is a good actor like i said at the top and then also i think that what pissed me off, because I also had heard reviews. I didn't go and watch anything. The The infection thing didn't bother me as much. What bothered me more with his injuries was the shoulder dislocation. Oh, yeah. Where that. he fell, and then it just never got brought up again. I know that the you can work over the pain, etc. But 
the fact that this dude had the adrenaline at the end of the movie to sprint away from that whatever the hell it was and get all the way back to that spring and then walk back to the ship before the giant meteor crushed them. I was kind of like, I don't know. I think, I think he spent, I think Mills is dead. Let's just leave him. Let's just leave him. Go, go home. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause I forgot about the dislocation because I, I looked it up and with a dislocation, you can use your arm after you reset it. But I mean, you want to go ahead and be gentle with it for the next two weeks. So in fact, actually what I read said, if you can don't move it for the next two weeks. So, I don't know. I know that life or death situation, if you're fucked up like that, you're going to reset it and try and get right back to work to make sure that you're not dying. But still, it's kind of like, sooner or later, your your arm is going to fail you. Yeah, I suppose. It, I don't know. I didn't want to linger too much on that, just because, at the end of the day, he is from a futuristic civilization that has futuristic capabilities. So, for all we know, that pack that was on his back was also healing him the whole time or something. Oh, he's got Halo Regen. Yeah, I mean, we we don't know. It's not explained. And again, much like the movie I Am Mother, they didn't do a ton of world building here, and I appreciated that. We didn't yeah. need it because despite the synopsis trying to make it sound like he crash landed on a mysterious planet, it's not a mystery because the tr- the movie poster itself says 65 million years ago uh, uh, and prehistoric Earth had a visitor. So it's not a mysterious planet. It's mysterious to him, but as the viewers, we know it would have been a huge waste of time for them to try to explain something about the civilization he comes from and how they made this technology. I would have been bummed out. My only nitpick with this civilization and technology is why is it that this super advanced civilization doesn't have a ship that will steer away from asteroids? Because when it was unexpected thing, unexpected thing, and it was like flashing the alarms, like manual override needed. I'm like, okay, I guess I could see the the logic behind making it so that you have to manually override the autopilot, but that makes sense from an Earth-to-day standpoint where computers can still make very deadly mistakes and you want to be able to manually override them. In the future where we have cryogenic sleep and we're shooting people across the galaxy to do long-range recon, I think you would have an autopilot that could turn left or turn mm-hmm. around, or stop going into the asteroids. Mm-hmm. And so that part bothered me a lot. I was just like, that's so dumb. Thankfully, it never really came up in the rest of the movie. He didn't try to make some excuse like, oh, it malfunctioned. He's just like, well, we got asteroided. Fuck my life. Yeah. So now that you bring that up, we have this futuristic, you know, you know, uh, futuristic civilization that's flying across the universe, and their super jetliner crashes over Earth. You know, we're still digging up fossils, right? So mm-hmm. why why aren't we digging up spaceships now? Got destroyed by the comet. <laughs> Got destroyed oh, by the comet. Because oh. it looks like that comet landed basically right next to them. And I would imagine that it pulverized all of that material. Oh, lucky them. You can yeah. go ahead and crash on any planet so long as an asteroid destroys your landing. It's I the it. ultimate forensic cover-up. Mm. On Criminal Minds, they talk about forensic countermeasures, but they never mention giant fucking meteor. Good point. Touche. I'm wrong. The movie's right. Got it. That's correct. You're damn right. <laughs> now, so back to the critics. I had heard the reviews for this movie when it first launched and or launched when it first came out. And two of the reviews that I saw were talking about how it was a box office disappointment. 
And I know what I'm about to say. I'm sorry, cynical people out there. I get it. I know that the world doesn't work like that. This movie had a budget of $45 million and it made a box office of 60, meaning that it made $15 million in profit. So shut the fuck up about it being a disappointment. I'm sorry that the rich people didn't get even richer, that they couldn't afford whole new yachts, and that each one of them only probably made half a million dollars each off this movie. Boo fucking who. I've never had half a million dollars in my life. And I think if these fucking like, borderline class traders, celebrity worshipping fucking entertainment journalists would take a step back from the fucking jocks of these motion picture studios and actually just report things like, yeah, it made money. It made plenty of money for people to survive. Maybe we wouldn't have this preset image in our mind that a movie that only made $15 million is a failure. And secondly, a lot of reviews, especially user reviews, said that this movie was plodding and that it was a slog. It is 93 minutes long, and five of those are credits. There is plenty in this movie to fill up 80-something minutes. Yeah. There is no pacing issue in this movie. It follows a pretty much standard formula for moving along. I really hope that the attention-addled people who wrote the reviews for this movie that said it was too slow find some way to kind of reconnect with how the real world is. That's a perfectly fine movie. It was it was perfectly no, well, I wouldn't say perfectly paced, but it was pretty well paced. And even if you didn't like some of the scenes where they're just walking or you thought maybe it was a little too cutesy for you. It's rated PG 13. It's not supposed to be some gritty horror movie. This is a yeah. movie that you could potentially take your older children to and everybody has a good time with it. Also a little girl threw like 82 grenades on a Raptor. So I think <laughs> we can at least give it credit for that. When she dumped the bag of grenades <laughs> in the log, I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> That is my response to Raptors, too. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, you've heard the term nuke it from orbit. And you were like, hell yeah, I've, <laughs> I've watched Alien. I know how to deal with this. Yeah, man. She literally, like, trapped that thing in a log. And I was like, oh, well, a log's not going to hold it for very long. And apparently she heard me because she was like, you're, <laughs> you're right, Greg. And she opened her bag. Uh, I thought she was just going to throw one or two. But she's like, nope, got to use all the grenades. It's the only way. <laughs> that's a very humanistic response to it i would have yeah. loved if mills had caught up to her and be like okay give me the bag of grenades and she'd be like family and he'd be like what and then he chose <laughs> it's all empty he's like you used all the oh my god <laughs> oh you know what i think that would what would make that even better is he like asks for the bag she says family she hands him the bag and then you hear <laughs> movie over i'm not saying like it kills them but like <laughs> oh it explodes like as she hands the bag over it explodes yeah that'd yeah. be great <laughs> what do you use them on family i guess my only other question for this movie really is who brings their kid on a long distance recon mission but i guess we also don't know how long they planned on staying wherever they were going yeah so it's entirely possible that they were going to be there for years and years and they brought their kid with them so it was just weird uh, when I don't know why, but in my mind, the other person with him was older before I saw the movie. And so when we got to the point where we saw it was a really young girl, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And then I was like, who brought this child? 
Yeah. But like I said, we don't know where they were going or what they were doing. So it's entirely possible that they were going to be at whatever planet they were going to for 20 years. Also, just because apparently I don't remember this, this was a recon mission. They weren't just recolonizing or colonizing a new planet or something like that. Because I, I don't uh, remember. No, yeah, he says he says it was on long distance recon on the uh, okay. like distress signal. This is the ship we were on a long distance recon, exploring outer reaches or something like that. I'm okay. sure somebody out there has done the math to figure out where they could have potentially come from. I don't care enough. I don't know enough about space and galaxies outside of our own to even begin to guess. So, mm. no, sounds like just... they were far. <laughs> yeah. That... That's an interesting concept because, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Why are you bringing a kid with you if you're going on a recon mission? I, I can see it if you're going to go on a recon mission that might go on for several years or for the rest of your life. Interesting. I, I don't know. I, I like the, the way that they had it set up. You know, I'm going to go ahead and truck drive for three years to go ahead and pay for my kid's medical bill. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, how sad is it that even in the future they're just like, oh, you don't want your kid to die? That'll cost you. Yeah, you gotta I guess go Technically, away. it's in the past, but whatever. Yeah, past, future, time doesn't mean shit. I gotta say, it's interesting how sixty-five million years ago they had essentially truck drivers, and we've just copied <laughs> it on a lesser route. Yeah, well, I mean, like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we had Star Wars, so. Yeah, we're lacking, man. We are we are lacking. And yeah, lacking. I mean, it adds theory to the idea that this is the bad place. We're in the, right. We're in the worst timeline. Ugh. But for sixty five, I would give this movie a strong recommend. I actually think it's a good time. I don't think you lose anything by watching it, and I think that unless you are desperate for dino action, this movie is going to scratch the itch. It's sci fi ish with his technology and his little recorder thing, which. One thing I did want to bring up, I don't like doing this sort of thing, but that recorder thing had every capability you could possibly want for survival, except for apparently the ability to translate language. Uh-huh. That was that that bothered me, not during the movie, but afterwards when I was thinking about it, I was like, damn, dude, he could he could point it at a cave system and it echolocated him. He could point it at where, you know, the terrain is and it would find stuff for him. He could point it at anomalies and it was like, oh, big fucking asteroid. But he couldn't point it at a person and have it be translating because you can do that with Google Translate now. Yeah. And so the this little thing not having that capability seemed very strange to me. It seems like an oversight. I He makes mention of my translator is broken just like the rest of the ship. And so maybe translation power requires something larger. But – it just it seemed very weird. That was an oversight. I feel I feel like he should take it back to the manufacturer and be like, hey, <laughs> this thing needs an upgrade. <laughs> I mean, also, since, since he'll be back, he can do that now. <laughs> it'd be cool to see. I, I mean, I'm not looking forward to this movie, but I'd love to see 66, you know, or, or I guess <laughs> in this case, 64. So uh, that he goes back one year after the asteroid hits and they just fly around Earth like, whoo, that place is fucked. <laughs> and you're also saying that he's going to live a million years? Yeah, I mean, he's got cryogenic sleep. Ah, good point, yeah. Just or it's right. going to be Adam Driver Jr., 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 Jr. <laughs> it's going to be Mills the 69th. He's going to show up there on. 69 to, to the, the 420 power? Yeah, 69 to the 420 power, exactly. He's going to show up there, and he he's just going to be like, oh, my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was correct. This planet is fucked. 
<laughs> Nuke it from orbit. And then Doctor Who shows up. I don't know why, but, you know, she's had some time travelers in there. Doc Brown pops out in his locomotive time machine. <laughs> Just a battle royale. Actually, I guess the locomotive wasn't a time machine. What was it? I don't remember. Eh, it's been a while since I've watched Back to the Future 3. So maybe I'll be doing it that was. at some point. It was, actually. Yeah, uh, Back to the Future 3, they use the locomotive. Well, but they use the locomotive to push the DeLorean. Does the locomotive take off and fly later? I am being told that, yes, indeed, the locomotive is refitted into Time Machine. Thank you. I was going to say, I remember that. It's nice to have an unofficial producer who helps me out with the things <laughs> I should know, but I fucking don't. <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, I think this movie is great. It fits in the vein of a Jurassic Park 2. It's much. It's not a Jurassic Park 1. That That is a different type of movie. But this is very much in the same vein as going to the island that has been overrun. You know, something has survived. It has a lot of the same kind of tenseness and elements. It is produced by Sam Raimi, so you get a little bit more of a horror factor. I think the scene when they're in the cave, and I'm already not a big fan of the idea of spelunking. So the cave thing, poof. But then him having to fight that albino raptor that was down there. Holy mm-hmm. crap, that was a cool scene. There yeah, are a couple really cool shots in this movie that shouldn't be overlooked. When he's fighting that thing and he drops the the little piece of technology I was talking about earlier, his map slash navigator, etc. And it shows a 3D image of him fighting the dinosaur on there. And that's what yeah. the camera focuses in on. That was a really cool shot. When the meteor hits the ship as they're preparing the escape pod and they're dangling upside down and you see the t-rex's eye that was a cool fucking shot i really enjoyed that actually honestly the last like 20 minutes was really almost perfect i I greatly enjoyed it it was a good ending so one thing that i want to go ahead and dive in on real quick is we've had so many movies over the past i don't know 20 some odd years where someone ends up in a really dark space and people have tried to go ahead and do things like have them use a flashlight or a camera or some sort of light source to go ahead and showcase what's going on in the cave or the dark space. And I absolutely love the way that they did it in this. They didn't try and show us what's going on. They zoomed in, like you said, on the little device that's doing a 3D scan of Adam Driver fighting a dinosaur in hand-to-hand combat. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I I get the darkness is actually really hard to do in movies because when you make the entire room dark, the audience can't see either. And I don't know. I don't know that no one gets to see what's going on is a great cinematic selling point. But (laughs) they did a pretty good job of making it clear when he could see and when he couldn't. And I appreciated that. It was it was nice. Uh, I also like that he used a flashlight to blind that thing, realizing that darkness would be, you know, its ally and that light would hurt it. And yeah. then he shot it in the face a few times with his futuristic <laughs> shotgun. Which, yeah, the the gun was something else because sometimes it was like he was shooting slugs and sometimes it's like he's shooting birdshot. And there's, there's so there was a there was one shot in the, the movie and I'm I don't want to dwell on it, but I think we were to believe that he had a small battery on him somewhere in that Mm -hmm. pack because Mm -hmm. it looked like the gun was connected. It was after he fought off that pack of whatever the fuck it was that attacked. Yeah. And then he went and got it back and it looked like it was charging Yeah, and or being charged somehow. And so that's where I was kind of like, Oh, okay. They even make mention of the fact that he has the ability to like recharge his gun. Yeah. And I like the aspect of it kind of being like the mass effect gun where you could go ahead and like, maybe not 
switch out the attachments, but you could decide like what kind of ammunition you're firing out of it. Because I remember Mass Effect was something similar to that. Yeah. The gun, you could switch what you're shooting. So I think that's kind of cool to go ahead and be like, sure, it was 65 million years ago, but they are way more advanced than we are. So their guns can go ahead and switch from like slug, slug to uh, buckshot to fucking M14 round, essentially. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think that that was a good that way to go cool. and do that. I also appreciate that he wasted all of his ammo on that last T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> when there was two of them, he was like, well, one of you motherfuckers got to go. And he <laughs> just picked one and he just shot the shit out of it. You know, that's actually really smart, too, because, you, you know, you don't want to go ahead and piss off both of them. Mm-hmm. Kill one, deal with the second one some other way. I mean, you know, if you're going to go out in a blaze of glory, dying to a dinosaur is one hell of a way to do it. But I don't want to fight two dinosaurs. <laughs> One, one is enough. I, I'm probably not going to make it out of that situation. So if I have enough ammunition to kill one dinosaur, at least, you know what? Fuck it. Before <laughs> I die, I know I killed one. I am the greatest dinosaur hunter ever to live for, <laughs> oh. for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clever girl. You didn't get shot by my ammunition. <laughs> okay. Did you say that too when the the raptor popped out from over the waterfall? <laughs> yeah, I think like I did, yeah. I was like, <laughs> But yeah, this movie's a solid recommend from both of us. I think it's as good as Spectral, which has been one of our other recommends. I think it's a fun movie. I think Sony did a good job. Netflix did a good job. Adam Driver did a good job. This movie is definitely worth watching. All the studios should absolutely pay their writers and their actors a fair wage. Anything you want to add, Ringo? Pay your actors. Pay your pay your writers. Definitely pay your writers. Fuck using AI. Adam Driver is my new boo thing. Uh, he's going up there with Hugh Jackman. <laughs> fuck x elon sucks balls <laughs> yeah all right on that note you can find us on youtube twitter threads tiktok instagram probably snapchat i don't know if we deleted it or not but all the social medias you can find us on linktree we have a link in the description of the show we are here every week reviewing movies. Next week, we'll be talking about something new. Don't forget to watch new movies because sometimes you find something that everybody said sucked, but is actually pretty good. And don't sleep on 65. <laughs> yeah. All right. Say goodbye, Ringo. Bye, Ringo. Pew. Pew. That's my outro music now. <laughs>